0: FG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually
1: licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors, John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome into
0: this edition of Retirement Planning Redefined. Mark here once again with the guys from PFG Private Wealth. John and Nick joining me as we talk about investing finance and retirement from the confines of our own happy homes. As we're still on lockdown doing this thing here, everybody doing okay, doing safe. John, how are you, bud?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Not two-star crazy? No, no. I uh, I get out a a lot and do a lot of walking and some biking, and I've got a lot of... I got some kids entertain me, so there that that might make me a little start crazy, but not sit in the house.
0: Right. Yeah, I see a lot of people doing the homeschool thing and they're like, mommy needs a teacher work day bad. <laughs> you know, all the all the moms that are doing homeschooling and whatnot. So I, that would yeah, mine's grown, so that would be frustrating and, and kudos to those folks that are doing that. Nick, what about you, bud? How are you?
2: Uh pretty good. Uh the area that I live in downtown in, in St. Pete, the the waterfront's pretty close by, so I've been at least every other day kind of either taking a jog or taking a walk over the air. And, you know, the, uh, the water tends to, you know, put your mind at ease a right. little bit. So.
0: Isn't it in um, interesting how like, I mean, like you, could you find the time to do that before? It, you know, it's almost like you, it, we do get this kind of interesting time to reset and appreciate some of the little things that we just seem to gloss right over before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, living in the area I, I've tried to, make sure that I take advantage of it. But even with that, I still hadn't always. And so, um, it's interesting. You do see from the standpoint of, cause there's in St. Pete, uh, it's pretty well known for a lot of, the, there's a lot of waterfront parks. So, right. um, they've done a good job protecting the waterfront and there's definitely a lot more people you can tell. Cause I, I would, you know, try to snag a run during the day and that sort of thing in previous times. And, um there's definitely more people out than than was typical so people are uh they're doing a pretty good job of distancing themselves but there's definitely flocking to um you know to that sort of environment
0: right yeah you gotta be careful if you get too many there they'll wind up shutting it down right they'll they'll lock it
2: yes so yeah
0: hopefully i know i saw that with a lot of places like here where i'm at you know we go out to the lake or whatnot and uh, you know, you were allowed to go use the, the the parks are closed but you could go to the state parks but you could go to the lake and you go get on the lake and you get on the boat and then people were hanging out and putting their boats together and you know chit chatting and drinking beer or whatever the case might be and it's like uh no and sure enough they closed the lake you know <laughs> so yep. it's like you know you got a whole lake stay you know stay apart from one another a little bit just ride around your boat do some fishing whatever but uh yeah don't make a party out of it but no they did so they closed the lake well you know it is what it is it's, it's part of this paradigm we're living in. Hopefully we're we're getting closer. Every week is bringing us, you know, some, you know, obviously bad news, but there's some positives. There's some things that are starting, we're starting to see numbers decrease in places here and there. And so hopefully that will continue on. And we're going to continue on with our kind of our ongoing series that we've been doing the last couple of weeks about, you know, just in general things to think about during this downturn. So guys, we're going to pick it up this week with market downturns and recoveries. So John, why don't you kick us off with our friend, the bear, since we, you know, we were in the long bull forever and a day, it seemed like, and now we're hearing about the bear so much. So just kind of give us a, you know, an overview here.
1: Yeah, so I just want to define kind of what is a bear market. And, you know, basically a bear market is when there's a 20% drop from um, the recent peak. So let's just say like a 52 week high. So when it drops 20% from that standpoint, we're now considered in a bear market. Um, and just kind of a little bit of history since 1926 has roughly been about 16 of them. And they happen on average about every six years or so. Oh It wow. um, just kind of some tidbits, you know, when you're dealing with this type of bear market, and we're probably repeating ourselves from our uh, last sessions, but you never want to be selling off of your portfolio, especially at the bottom, and it's really important during this time frame just to remain focused and just remember it's it's a long term strategy and just kind of stick to your overall plan.
0: Okay, so those are some things for uh, you know to kind of keep in mind uh, with the with the bear market. Um, I would say too oh, real go
2: quick one just one last thing on the bear market because sure. we have gotten a few questions on it. You know, some people had asked about you know, once they finally checked in on their 401k and they're making their regular contributions, you know, should they stop making those contributions? And, mm-hmm. you know, will that help them? You know, what's the, you know, I'm quoting uh, a few people here, what's the point of putting in the money if I'm just going to lose value on it, uh, you know, in a week or, you know, those sorts of things. And right. and that just has to do with kind of averaging into the market, again, buying on a discount that even though it's going down the next contribution that you make will be able to buy in at, at a lower price and so when things bounce back buying in at those lower values uh, are what help people bounce back faster.
0: Yeah, and it's all part of again part of the strategy, right? So with every situation you want to make sure that before you take any action of any kind that you're checking with your advisor and how it's, you know, how your plan is situated and set up, or if you don't have one, get one because that's going to help you answer some of those questions as to how you uh, may or may not want to, you know, look at different vehicles, different investment ideas, strategies, and so on and so forth during any time, but obviously during a downtime as well. So then, since we covered the bear, so let's talk about the bull. And I actually I saw I think at the time we're taping this I saw that Germany posted and said that their their one of their indexes pulled out of uh, pulled out of the bear, uh, so that might be encouraging news. But what's a bull market, Nick?
2: Yeah, so really the bull is just kind of the opposite where uh, it's a, we're talking about a twenty percent increase in, in stock prices, and uh, historically there's been around fourteen about fourteen bull markets, and and really these can last for uh, quite a bit of time. I mean the reality is that post great recession of 08, 09, you know, we, for all intents and purposes, we've been in a bull market situation for, you know, a, a previous to, you know, this coronavirus induced uh, issue, you know, over a decade. And so, you know, the, the tricky thing with bull markets when they, especially one that lasted as long as the most recent one did is people can become a little bit complacent. They can, you know, forget what feeling any sort of loss Uh, you know, feels like or looks like. And so, again, and, you know, redundancy can sometimes be annoying, but it does help to kind of get it to stick in people's head. You know, it goes back to the importance of the plan, sticking to the plan, so that, again, you know, we're taking that into consideration and helping us uh, make our decisions.
0: Well, if we're going to talk about the history of it a little bit, and, and John, you kind of started to touch on some of that, Let's jump in and kind of kick off and discuss a few of the things and how, because we called this market downturns and recoveries. So let's look at a few of those, some of those, uh, I guess, peak moments and, and how they, you know, looked on the down as well as on the, on the upside.
1: Yeah. So, you know, one of the more famous ones is the Black Monday, October 19th, 1987. I was a... Uh... I was a little boy then so I wasn't really paying attention much to what was going <laughs> on but uh, you know for some of our listeners they might remember it was basically kind of triggered by uh, computerized tradings and basically the fair devaluation of the dollar amid uh, against Germany's currency so that kind of caused it and it, it was actually pretty quick compared to some other ones it was about it lasted about three months and in total the P pulled back about 33 percent. You know, and in turn, we talked about kind of what follows the bears, typically the bull recovery took roughly 18 months. And then as Nick mentioned, you know, basically in the, in the initial phase is when you see a lot of your gains. So in the first 12 months after that, the S and P gains are about 21%. So that's why it's important to just stay the course and always stay invested. Cause you don't want to miss that initial upfront of, um, the basically rally up.
0: Gotcha. And, and we've heard a lot of comparisons to this one, the the drop of 87 and the speed of it to, to what we saw, obviously, with the beginning of the coronavirus as well. We you probably saw a lot of that on the news from time to time.
2: For sure. And uh just want to emphasize that this is not to be confused with the Showtime show Black Monday. Um, although <laughs> for those that, that haven't seen it, it is pretty funny. It is a, a very adult show. But in these times, if somebody's looking for a Something little bit watch. of dark humor and levity, the TV show on Showtime is really funny. I'll
0: have to check that out. Thanks. All right. So let's go to let's go to the big boy here, I, you know, because that's probably the one that's most, you know, obviously besides this fresh in yeah. our mind is 08. Is
1: yeah. So in 08, you know, the main trigger there that caused it was really the uh, housing market in the U.S. basically collapsed. And, you know, that lasted really from, you know, late 2007 to 2009, roughly 17 to 18 months. And the dip for the S and P from, you know, the peak was about 50, roughly 57% down from the highs, Um, you know, the recovery took, you know, roughly three years or so, but the 12 months following the the pullback, the S and P gained about 68%. So again, important to stay invested because you just don't know when that rally is going to happen.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the recession, that one, you know, and I think that's where people also guys, and I'll let you, you know, continue on with this analogy in a second, but I think that's where people are really also just taken aback about how to handle this one because there were economic indicators with the other one. There really wasn't with this. This is a completely different animal. So it's really hard to say how we've heard them say it's going to bounce back in a V. Some say it's going to come back in a U, you know, and, and as far as it's going to, you know, come down, go flat for a while, then come back up sharply or whatever. But it's so hard to predict because this is a, a a medical health thing we really haven't seen this before
2: yeah it's definitely a different sort of situation and and there have you know probably a month back we had sent out an email blast to talk a little bit about some of the previous pullbacks with health related or virus related things and Mm -hmm and those uh, were definitely different because we never had this sort of you know social distancing or uh, you know, mass closing shutdown. of businesses yeah, yeah mass closing and those sorts of things so you know it it will be interesting to see the the impact over the next 12 to 18 months and you know the market's definitely been dialed in or trying to dial in to what sort of time frame we're looking at where people can start to kind of get back to work but yeah it, it's there's definitely much less intermediate term you know fallout in this so far than we had in the recession
0: Well, and, you know, some people would say that this was egged on, you know, uh, some of this has been made worse by, you know, trade wars and all those kinds of things that were kind of, you know, we were working our way through that as, you know, at the end of middle of 19, end of 19, going into 20, I think we were supposed to start the phase one and all these different kinds of things. So there's a little bit of data there, too
1: yeah yeah there was a pullback uh with the trade wars you know trade war with china and stuff like that and that was also a, a pretty quick one where basically the downturn was about three months s p went down about you know 20 percent from the high recovery was four months again it just it bounced back fast and basically almost 38 percent in the next 12 months following that so you
2: yeah, know and just for for clarity on the time period this was the q4 the fourth quarter of 2018 where the year had started off pretty good, and then we had that quick drop in the last quarter.
0: Oh, yeah, after Christmas there, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. their
2: year-end statement at the end of 2018. And then... You know, 2019 was such a good year, and part of the reason it was such a good year was because of that drop. And it's interesting because people remember how great 2019 was, but they <laughs> right. tend to forget what happened at the end of 2018, which is kind of like when your friends go to Vegas and they brag about sure, what they yeah. won, but not what they lost. You know, that
0: sort of thing. So you've been talking to my wife again. It sounds like, yeah. <laughs> of course, I've been to Vegas in a long time, but uh, yeah. you know, with the, with everything that's going on. Well, you know, guys, in general, you know, a lot of the information if you're going to take from this and and that's actually a good point about Q4. I mean, it dropped so fast around Christmas of 18 and it was, you know, bouncing back pretty darn fast and you can miss those days. And a lot of the data in there that John shared, it seems like they within that first year, there was really potential for missing out on some of those best days. So that, and that's where you're timing the market becomes such an issue. Yeah, You're not going to know that.
2: Yeah. It's really difficult in, you know, even just the last few weeks have shown the importance of, you know, missing some days. Right. So there's been some studies and data, you know, where one example that we found was if somebody started with a hypothetical investment of $100,000 in, in 2000, and if they stayed invested in their same, you know, their same allocation the whole period of time their balance would be, uh, you know, at the end of that period, so it would have been at the beginning of this year, they would have been at about 324000 And then, you know, in the study, the randomized, uh, you know, kind of data showed if they missed... You know, 10 days of upmarket performance. And, you know, it was kind of spread out over the time. So it's not a consecutive day thing, but the balance, instead of the 324K, it had been closer to 162K. And if they missed 25 days of the, the biggest, you know, upswings, they actually would have lost money and ended up at about 82,000. And so, you know, the emphasis on that is, you know, really not necessarily. Oh, you know, the these specific days and that sort of thing, but it's really staying invested and not trying to time too much because, you know, somebody that just kind of stayed the course and made good decisions throughout that time, they ended up benefiting the most. And and, you know, really that has played out again over the last few weeks where, you know, we're about twenty percent off the bottom as we speak right now. And a lot of that's come, you know, really between three or four days. So missing those days is not ideal.
0: Well, what's the overall conclusion, the the kind of lesson, if you will, to take from some of this? John, any thoughts as we wrap up this week?
1: Yeah. And the overall conclusion of I think everything we've been talking about is really uh, just staying invested and stay in your initial course of, of your overall plan, that goes financial plan, then that backs into your investment strategy. You really want to just stick to it. Uh, as hard as it might be, you want to block out any noise that you're you know seeing in the media and just focus on your overall goal and just stick to your stick to your plan and just really just try to stay invested as best you can. And this is where it's very important for people that are currently retired that you've set up uh, I think Nick mentioned in one of our last sessions a liquidation strategy where basically you have buckets to pull from, during this volatile period so you don't have to sell out on your stocks yeah. and you really just want to have everything coordinated correctly and, and again just stay the course
0: yeah, I think that's where a lot of people, too, get confused, right? I mean, when things like this happen, we see the markets dropping or whatever, and we, we start to panic, and we think, what's it doing to our retirement or our potential retirement? And again, depending on how your strategy was set up and how your plan, and hopefully you had one, was in place, You know, it may not have affected you as much as it maybe affected your neighbor or who didn't have one or so on and so forth. So it really all comes down to working with an advisor, having a plan and a strategy in place that hopefully, again, you had in place prior to this. But if you didn't, don't feel like you need to sit on your hands and wait until this is all done and over with. I've seen email questions come in in different places, different things. You know, well, should I not invest? I think, Nick, you kind of brought it up, I think, even last week on, or last time on our podcast that, you know, should you still be putting money into your 401k during this time period? All those kinds of things. Get those questions answered for you specifically by working with and talking with an advisor. If you're already working with John and Nick and you're listening to the podcast because you're you know learning more information great then you're you know you're already on that right path but if you're not or you know someone who's not working with an advisor let them know tune into the podcast check it out have them give them a call and have a virtual meeting go through the process and see if uh, if there's things that need to be tweaked or adjusted because we're still going to want to retire I'm 50 and uh, and while I still got you know uh, several years to go before I get to retirement you know I still want to make sure that i'm planning for that I want to get to that point and so I can't let this thing just derail me entirely so work with an advisor, have those conversations. 813-286-7776 is how you can call and talk with John and Nick. Uh, they'll get you set up for a Zoom meeting or a Go-To meeting or whatever kind of virtual conversation to get the ball rolling. But you can have a talk about your situation with the guys at PFG Private Wealth. 813-286-7776 is how you call them. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Go check them out at the website by going to pfgprivatewealth.com. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. While you're there, subscribe to us again on Apple or Google or Spotify. Share it with someone who might benefit from the message and all that good stuff. we certainly appreciate it. And guys, we're going to get out of here this week. Thanks so much for your time. We went a little bit longer than usual, but that's okay. Good information here this week on the show. John, appreciate you. Stay safe and uh, stay well. And Nick, you too, my friend, and uh, enjoy those walks and we'll see you soon. Take care. Alright guys, take care. We'll see you next time here on Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick.